eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Attacking Third and happy Friday. The Women's Soccer Show is here to bring you all you need to know. The latest news, updates out of Spain's, an NWSL weekend preview, and a special interview with Kansas City current midfielder Lo Labanta. Alongside Darian Jenkins, Jordan Angeli, Aaron West, I'm Lisa Carlin. Today we have so much to talk about and dive into, but first we have to move south to Mexico. Liga MX Femenil Tigres has released their warm-up kits from Adidas for Hispanic Heritage Month. These are fire. <laughs> These are fire. Aaron, how would you wrap how would you rock this kit? What would you wear it with fashion-wise? Um, honestly, it's probably black pants or you can wear any single color, any color. anything with this I because know. it's got all the colors in it. I do have a bone to pick with you guys though. It's it's Friday and uh, we're not wearing jerseys. I know. I, I have to I have them. to call you out, out on this one. I got a text last night that was like, we're not rocking jerseys today. And I like had my my kit picked out on the rack and everything. And I kind of just looked at it. I was like, okay, I guess. I guess all right. That one. Guess we're not yeah, doing today. I think I need, to, I need to talk to Bianca Sierra there, who's pregnant yes, with twins. So we got. I got to holler at Adidas. And that we one needs to be in my. Yeah. Uh, it needs to be on my doorstep soon. Adidas, you know where where I live. You know where. I live. Oh well. <laughs> that's that sounded a little threatening there. <laughs> it was actually a threat. It was a threat. You know where I live. <laughs> well, sticking in some of the news that has come out, we've been following this story out of Spain with the national team over the last several weeks since Spain lifted the World Cup. Trophy. And the most recent news is that former president of the Spanish Federation, Luis Rubiales, has received a restraining order against Jenny Hermoso. So Rubiales cannot be within 500 meters of Hermoso, nor can he attempt any communication at all with her. This comes from the prosecutor's office after uh, she spoke out about it. He was then prosecuted. And now this is the final thing that has happened out of there. As we have updates from Spain and Rubiales, we will continue to update update you with them. Sticking in Spain, the national team players have released a statement that they will not return to the national team unless changes are made. 39 players signed this statement wanting restructured within the system. They quoted saying, we firmly believe that strong changes are required in the leadership positions of the Spanish Football Federation and specifically in the area of women's soccer. All these people we understand should be far away from the system that should protect us. And that, unfortunately, 
is far from an advanced society. So these players speaking out, saying that they want a restructure of the hierarchy uh, from the presidential cabinet to the communications and the marketing team, they want a full overhaul that the changing in the president and the coach is is not enough. Um, Jordan, Spain has a, a game in less than a week at Nations League. These are Olympic qualifiers, and these players have said that they will not return. What does this say about how strongly they believe in themselves and, and their fight? It says a lot. I, it, this team believes in, self, in themselves very strongly, or they wouldn't have won the World Cup, which it, it still just disappoints me that this is what we're talking about. We're not talking about how amazingly good these players are at football. I think what is difficult about this statement, and you think about what's coming up, if you want all those changes, which I, I get that there are changes that need to be made, I don't even know if they'll, you're playing next year. That's a ton of changes that they are demanding. Rightfully so, there should be changes that are implemented. But at what point is the tipping point for them? Because now you have a head coach changed. They're putting a new head coach, which I know that they are not in agreement with there. If they get a different head coach who they feel good about, is that maybe set them up? Because now the federation president is gone. I think it's just the question right now of w what, what needs to be done to say that has been a, a clean out. I, I'm just curious yeah. as, as a person, because that seems from that list like a lot of things that they, they need to change. But you have to, I bet they are too, pretty desperate too to get back out on the field. So at what point do you come back in too? Yeah, I, I think you bring up a really, really interesting point. We talked to Guillaume about this, and, and it clearly the rock goes deeper than just Rubiales. Mm -hmm. it, it's clearly not just one person. Yeah. But the question is, how deep do we have to go for, for this to be a turnaround? That, that is the real, real question. Like, what is change for them? What is yeah. actual change? What do they need to see happen? What signs do they need to see happen to return to the pitch? Because otherwise, we, this could drag out Forever. indefinitely. Yeah. If there are no concrete steps taken, then what is the next step? So this is a really, really tough situation. Kudos to the players <laughs> for not just saying, we're going we're gonna to move on. We got a little bit of what we wanted. Right. Uh, this is a really tough situation for mm -hmm. players to be in. When you're not any second you're not on the pitch, someone can come take your job. You know that. You guys know that as former players. So to be able to stand and, and take this stance is huge, I think. And they need to be listened to. But the question is, what happens next? Yeah. I think uh, like it's a testament to them with how steadfast they are and that this goes deeper than any of us realize. Like we've said previously right. on the show, we don't really know the full details of how bad it is. Mm. They do. Yeah. So I think that they're being so strong-willed and saying, we want a total clean-out. Wipe everyone that's been infected by this toxic culture and federation, which clearly it's from the top down. Um, that's what they're going to do. And now is the time where they have the most power, the most visibility to get that done. And the spotlight is on this federation to make it better. They have the best team in the world. Yeah. And that spotlight continuously growing brighter. Brighter and brighter. To, to hold themselves to this. So this yeah. fight in Spain happening at the international level. However, domestically in Liga FA in Spain, the players have reached an agreement with the league about their salary conversation. Um, the players have struck a new deal. They wanted initially 25,000 euros. Um, right now, the deal, it'll start at 21,000 euros and it scales up every year. However, each year there is an option to increase this depending on the commercial income. They also have negotiated better facilities, more investment in the league all around. So now it's at 21,000 euros. That's up from their 16,000 euros before. 
Derry, when you look at these numbers and what these players have fought for, I mean, the numbers are still low there. However, yeah. they've already been striking for two weeks. Is, is this a good sign for the players and, and now as they get back to work? I think it's also reminiscent of NWSL yeah. before the CBA, honestly. Um, that's kind of the incremental jumps that the NWSL was making before it was finally like, just make it better. Like, we're pulling in all of these viewers. We're giving you all of these commercial deals. There's nothing without the players in this league, so treat them how they should be treated. So I'm glad that there's been some steps made in the right direction, but I think it needs to be so much more drastically improved. Yeah, there's a lot that these players need in Spain, and they've been fighting for it, and they'll continue to do that. But now they get back out on the pitch and get to do what they love and play. We're going to stick in domestic soccer because one of the biggest transfers has happened out of the NWSL, one of the best goalkeepers in the league. Fallon Tullis-Joyce with OL Reign is making a move. The 26-year-old is heading over to Manchester United. This is a transfer on an undisclosed fee. After spending three years in the NWSL, she won the Shield last year with OL Reign. Aaron, is this a good move for Fallon Tullis-Joyce? It's an interesting move for me. Uh, it's a, it comes at a, a very interesting point in kind of Manchester United's status as a club. They've got a really, really kind of up-in-the-air situation with Mary Earps, who mm -hmm. just came off uh, a fantastic performance in the World Cup. She seemed to be a little bit unhappy there were rumors that she might go to Arsenal and she stayed, but that's massive competition for her at the goalkeeper spot. For her, it's a, a, it's a, a really, really interesting career move. Going to play for Manchester United is a big jump. Um, it's a big jump to a new country, so I think it's, it's massively exciting for her, but it's, it's a lot of competition mm -hmm. in a spot uh, in a new country where it, Mary Earps is English, so yeah. that's, that's, it's kind of the gloves are hers for the taking. So I, I'm really, really interested to follow how this works out. But, but she's a, we know she's quality. We know she has the ability to be the starter for Manchester United. The situation is just really interesting for me. It comes off of a really interesting time, too, in NWSL and what Laura Harvey has done uh, in OL Reign. Valentella's Choice has been the starter there for the time she's been here. Yeah. She has been her go-to number one goalkeeper. But this year, Laura Harvey has been talking a lot about the three that she has and how the three that she has are the best trio in NWSL. Maybe not the best goalkeepers, but the best group together. And now, after a little bit of a slide, OL Reign changes to Claudia Dickey, plays and starts in the regular season. And then off the heels of that, we see Fallon Tellis-Joyce go. So I don't, we don't know if this was already maybe potentially going to happen before the change came in net. Mm -hmm. But I, I personally like this move for her. There's been a lot of hype about her, her being potentially one of the next up-and-coming goalkeepers. I think she needs to work on her feet more, playing and distributing out of the back. If she can get playing time with Manchester United, that's the big question. But she's clearly shown that in a group of good goalkeepers, she can continue to progress so that no matter how much time she gets on the field, if it is Earps who starts, she's going to use that same mindset to continue to get better in a very different league. A chance for Fallon Tillis-Joyce to continue to progress her personal career. She played previously in France mm -hmm. before coming into the NWSL. FIFA, they have released their best nominees from best player to best goalkeeper to best coach. 16 players named for the FIFA best. Four of them from Spain, of course, Golden Ball winner, the Spanish national team player, Atani Bonmati, one of those players. Only one U.S. player uh, named 
in Lindsey Horan. However, U.S. soccer, I, I want to talk about this because they are putting their money where their mouth is. $50 million in investment for U.S. soccer coming to Atlanta. They've announced that they're opening a national training center for youth, women, and the extended soccer community to grow soccer across the country. Darian, how massive is this? $50,000 in Atlanta. 50 million. 50, 50 million. million. <laughs> Sorry, 50 million. Oh, zeros. Yeah, I mean, heck, I want to come out of retirement and see if I can make my way there. I, I love it. It's actually U.S. soccer seeing the last couple of years with especially the women's national team and our youth programs and saying we need more investment. We need better facilities. We need to be developing in a better way to keep up with the rest of the world. So this is a huge step, and I think it's going to be great for us in the future. And it's going to be exciting to see what um, the younger generations who's brought into these camps, and hopefully we get a inside scoop for this show and can oh. build on it. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I, I love this personally. Like I'm a, a massive. I'm from North Carolina. Uh, I'm a massive fan of anything happening in the southeast and I've covered Atlanta when they first got the MLS team the culture in that city having such a, a important uh, soccer milestone in that city in in such an important urban center I think will be huge for soccer in this country for for I think for minorities in this mm -hmm. country for, I think it's it's a perfect placement for it it's a perfect time for it this is huge shout out to Arthur Blank for yeah. putting yeah. down a, a lot of money putting his money where his mouth is so this is really exciting for me LA has always been that that nucleus on the west coast it's nice to have now a nucleus yeah, on the east 100%. coast because you could start a camp in Atlanta and you can go to Europe really easily yeah. you True. go to South America really easily Easily. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense to on the business side of things to be able to dip in and out of there and to use that as yeah. uh, the center and the weather's pretty nice all year round. Yeah, so yeah. Like Atlanta is a dope city so if you get an excuse <laughs> to go there you're going to eat good, you're going to live. Maybe, maybe we can get down there, take a visit. <laughs> I, was I, was I was trying to plug it up. Any yeah. excuse to go down to Atlanta, literally it doesn't. <laughs> it sounds great, we'll get there. But uh, before we get to Atlanta, Georgia, we're going to take a trip to Kansas City. Coming up next, we chat with midfielder for the current low Labanta about the season and the upcoming playoff push for her team. Stay with us. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Labonta with the strike, and it finds the back of the net. Lola Bonta with the curl on the half volley. What a strike. Labonta steps up and scores. And she's got a different celebration nonetheless. A fun one, lots of smiles all around Kansas City current. Finds Labonta, Labonta strike, and it's in! Low Labonta! With yet another creative celebration as she just gets a hole in one there. Welcome back to Attacking Third. We are pleased to welcome in the NWSL celebration queen herself, Kansas City Currents midfielder, Low Labonta. Low, welcome to Attacking Third. How are you? Yo, I'm good. We got good people interviewing me today, so I'm hyped. <laughs> we feel the same about you. We're so excited yeah. to chat with you. This is a pivotal point in the NWSL season. Four match days left. There's a lot of points on the line. 
no team is safe at this point. What is Kansas City's mindset going into this final four weeks of play? I mean, it's win or go home, right? Especially going into the playoffs, trying to get that playoff cut. It's crazy this year how close the table. I think someone said from one to six, like they're within four points of each other. So it's wild. And it just shows you how good our league is and how competitive it is across the board. So, I mean, it's a whirlwind every single year. I don't think anybody predicts what the lineup is going to be, who's going to be in playoffs. I mean, I think we threw everyone for a loop last year. So, you know, we just got to give it our all. And even if we don't make playoffs, we're going to try and ruin other people's chances. So we're just out here trying to win. Lo, you're speaking to people that actually do that for a living, try to make predictions about what happens, and you're right. It's incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. No, Lo, uh, this is really cool for me because I've known you for a very, very long time. You and Yael room together. I've seen you progress as a professional, as a person. Uh, one thing that has never changed is your energy, your excitement, the, the, the verb you bring to a room, but you have grown so much as a leader and a player all across the board. Tell me about how your career has brought you to this point. Yeah, if only I grew vertically as well. But that's <laughs> like fifth grade. You can't have it so, all, though. You can't have it all. <laughs> that was great. No, but it's crazy to me. I was actually talking to my husband, Roger, that you know, and when y'all and I were rooming together in the FCKC days. Like, I'm the age now that you guys were when I met you. So if that makes you feel old, I don't know. <laughs> I feel older. But it's it's a wild ride. And I think one thing you know, too, like knowing me, same with you, Darian, you've been on my team. I always find the work-life balance. And I think that's why I'm able to bring so much joy onto the field. Like, that's where the Selly Queen came from, you know? Like, you score, you're going to have a good time. You need to celebrate those little moments. And... I just always try and find the joy and I love when, you know, I can bring my teammates with me and it just always good energy because I'm here for a good time. I don't know about a long time, but I'm here for a good time. <laughs> now, Lo Mama, since you just spoke about it, these celebrations, I know you love to dance. Who is coming up with these? Are you planning them? Who's orchestrating this whole thing? Because we love to see KC celebrations. Right. And you know what is the most tragic thing? I was so I told all the girls on this team, I was so disappointed when I was out this season for a little bit on injuries and we were scoring so many goals and I didn't see one celebration. Yeah. I was like, you I was like, missed. yo, we need to get the team on the line. Yeah. I, was, I, was I was like, I thought I left a legacy and there were none. But, you know, our season's been a roller coaster ride. Like, I get it. But for me, like, you know, I have like 10 in my mind. Mm -hmm. Dabinia already is like teaching me all these different dances. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up. But, you know, it's if people send me stuff, if I see something on TikTok, I'll do it. But, you know, I just have to get in the attacking third now. Oh, hey, Ooh, hey yo. Wow. We, didn't even, we didn't even ask her to say that. Look, at, she's already plugged in. There might be TV in Lowe's future, too. If you go back to those sellies, which one that you've already done is your favorite? Uh, I mean, my personal favorite, I would probably have to say is maybe the trust fall one because I'm like all my teammates were there you know like they got my back I know what I know what the world's favorite was like me throwing it back everybody knows we get it I think Travis Kelsey even did it today in practice <laughs> we get it the twerk we get it but mine for sure was probably the trust fall one yeah I love that Lo you put that on the map we're, we're here for it <laughs> Um, I want to hear about 
you've been the glue for this midfield, you know, since I played with you at Kansas City, and your game has grown so much, but it's been really fun to watch you play, especially with Dabinia. I feel like you guys have a similar style. You both have a really good connection, and we've highlighted you two a couple of times on this show to talk about how you two connect and kind of see things not everyone else sees on the pitch. So can you talk about the, the relationship with her and how fun it is to play? Yeah, it's fun to have someone um, that's my height as well on this team. You know, like, we get it. We get it. But, no, in practice, everything, I think we're always looking for each other, you know, whether it's a rondo, whether it's the 5v5 tournament, any little connection we can get because we really do play the same style. We also set up soccer tennis before training as well. We just always want to get touches, have fun, because the way she plays is, you know, why a lot of people want to play. She looks like she's having so much fun when she's on the ball. So anywhere I can support her on that, when she starts to, you know, when she wants me to send her long, I'm like, I'll do that. But if you score, like, I'm going to be dead sprinting to get to you. And I think that happened in Gotham. Like, I think I hit my top speed after she scored. I was at half and I, like, sprinted down to her because I love celebrating her. She's one of the most humble human beings, teammates. She's so competitive, and that's all I ever want in a teammate. Lo, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, the run to the cup final last year and how special that was for your group. Kansas City, you guys are doing so many good things on and off the field, but you guys are going to set the standard in not just NWSL, but really in the world. In about six months, you're going to open a brand new women's specific soccer stadium. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It looks magnificent. What does that signify to you about where the sport is, but also what do you feel inside when you think about playing in that stadium? Yeah, 100%. I mean, not to get brutal, but I hope I'm protected in the expansion draft so that I can be there for that opening game, you know? But I think that's exactly, you put it right. They're setting the standard. They're not doing things that other clubs and organizations can't do. That's the standard, and they're demanding the Longs, you know, the Mahomes and Brittany. They're demanding more from the world in general, and I think that's great. And we're putting, you know, we put Kansas City on the map already. I think Sporting's quoted soccer capital of the world, and we just added to that also bringing a female organization here. So, you know, it's an honor to play for them for sure, but that's that's also, too, we have these honest conversations with ownership group and everything about how we can make it better, how we want more people here. And I know, Darren, you were here our first year. Like, we had those conversations, and that's what it takes to make it the soccer capital of the world. Nello, you, you mentioned it a little bit before, but you and Roger are a, one of the, the cooler soccer couples that we have out here. <laughs> uh, as a man in the soccer space who really, really tries to support women's soccer, how much does it mean to you to have a husband who, who really, really, truly believes in you? And even though he's an MLS guy, he's out there fully supporting NWSL and, and everything you're doing. Yeah, 100%. When Roger and I first met, you know, back in the FC Kansas City days, we weren't even dating, and he was out there at the games. I think we were maybe getting, I don't know, you can fact check me, 100 people at this game, and Roger was one of them, and he would try and bring his teammates, and he was so supportive then. And the fact that it's, you know, we've, got, we've done so well in Kansas City and so many people know about us, he's still there, but he was the OG fan. And I think it, you like, it's the support for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, He's done everything he could to support us. And I think, too, you know, with y'all as well and you back in the day, like just growing the sport, creating a players association, 
cross-branding with MLS. Like that's what it, what we need in order to grow this sport. And I'm forever grateful for these people for that. Well, you are joining us from sunny San Diego because Casey's got a match this weekend. You're taking on number one in the standing San Diego wave. For Kansas City, this is a really big game. There's so much on the line. And, and likewise for San Diego, why should people watch this game? Yeah, well, first, I wish I could show you the beach, but uh, we got this <laughs> lovely. We got our brands up and our sponsors. But <laughs> I think you should expect an absolute battle. Like, San Diego, they have their style. They're very good at it. They're getting players healthy. You know, Shaw, for example, is top-notch right now getting a call-in. So it's players like though that like those young players that are developing the game. And so we just got to come with our game plan and execute it and not fall into their direct style of play, you know, and hopefully we can bring out the beautiful possession style that we want to play. But it's going to be a good game, great atmosphere. I mean, Snapdragon is a great stadium as well. Um, I'm going to have hella fans in the stands too, so they better be just as loud, but I think it's going to be a great game. And you already said, Lo, that you have a just a ticker tape of different celebration ideas, so people need to watch just yeah, for you coming. scoring the goal <laughs> and celebrating, right? Because we can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, 100%. I wish I we had enough time, and I want to see what your guys' celebrations would be, and we get to have them out there, but I don't know if you guys are about that life. Well, we'll have you here. Yeah. Well, you can come to our studio. Yeah, we'll you, yeah, you can teach us, Lo. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and we'll do a Yo, whole we'll little dance a special in the car. celebration that will we'll be the, the attacking third uh, trademark. <laughs> Oh, I've seen your guys' TikToks. I know you're about that life. <laughs> Send us any you want us to do, Lo. Yeah. We're ready for them. We, we accept the challenge. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Lo, thank you so much for joining us. This was awesome. Good luck this weekend. Appreciate you, Lo. Thank you. You guys are good people. See ya. <laughs> Coming up next, we will have Jordan and Darian. They're going to be at the wall giving a tactical breakdown of the anatomy of a goal. Stick around. You don't want to miss this. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Attacking Third. Darian and I are in our favorite positions. We get to use some tactics, Dee. Yeah, you, we're back. It's been a minute. It has. and Because there was a little break in NWSL season. We had the Challenge Cup to take care of. North Carolina did just that. But we got tasked with something pretty fun today. Courtney, our producer, asked us to do the anatomy of a goal, to look at goals in NWSL and figure out how you score a goal. So when you were tasked that, what, what were your first thoughts? I was like, ooh, what are the best goals I can find of this <laughs> season? And I found my two pretty quick. We're going to go yeah. Lozier and Alyssa Thompson's yeah. first goal. There were a lot of goals mm -hmm. to choose from. This has been a wild NWSL season. But I like the thought behind why you chose these goals. So you're going Alozia first. Yes. Why is this a goal that you thought, okay, this is how you score a goal? Because it's so unorthodox. So she picks the ball up, which is against Kansas City, and freeze here. There's three defenders around here. And here, when you're looking at to take a shot, you're thinking, okay, how can I bend it around the goalkeeper? Should I set up my teammate at the top of the box here? She decides to screw it all 
outside of her right yeah. foot, curler far post. And I love this little smug celebration it's where she's so like, I can't good. hear you. Give it to me louder. Give it to me louder. It's so good. I love it. We love Michelle Lozier. We've had her on the mm -hmm. show. She's a stellar human being, great friend. And so to see her with like that technique that we don't see often. I know, outside the boot. Outside of the right foot, mm -hmm. over on the right side of the of the goal, outside of the 18 was for me, one of the best finishes of the year, technically. When I was thinking of anatomy of a goal, too, I was thinking, how do you create a goal? Mm -hmm. One is through defensive actions, defensive mm -hmm. prowess, and that's exactly what it is. Because yeah. she did catch the team a little bit spread out, and then everybody's squeezing to her. Yeah. So her defensive work actually allowed her to find that little bit of space and be able to, to decide there in the attacking third. And what's crazy, too, is having the thought, the wherewithal to use, you know what, I'm going to texture use the outside mm. of my right foot to finish oh. and bend it around these three defenders who Kansas City actually got pressure on her yeah. really, really well. Mm -hmm. And she still scored. Didn't matter. Yeah, didn't, didn't matter. matter. So um, I like that. Okay, what do you have next, Dee? Okay, our girl, Alyssa Thompson, this young star, first game, sadly against Gotham, <laughs> a stomping ground at the moment. But she picks this ball up and just watch her movement. She does a little juke and see how far away she is from the goal. All that there's open, Abby Smith having a great season, is the outside her left shoulder, um, a curler on the outside of the post, and she gets around it. And it's so impressive because she's so young, and it's almost the thought of having the audacity to do this because mm -hmm. there's so much buzz around her going into this game, um, being a first-round draft pick coming into the NWSL and for how young she is. And to come in and just take a shot from distance yeah. as well just showed that she's on a different caliber yeah. to a lot of other players. And she came in and strutted her stuff, and it was one of the best goals of the season, in my opinion, to have that type of confidence and then the technique to finish from that far away. Started her season off amazingly. It was right at the beginning, too, and yeah. everybody was on full warning that Alyssa Thompson was not just going to come into this league quietly. She was going to be full steam ahead. I also thought some of the other ways to score, like anatomy of a goal, it's through individual brilliance, which mm -hmm. I believe that we just saw there, and space, always creating space, finding ways to get space in tight situations. Alozia did that earlier, mm -hmm. finding that little gap there. Thompson found it behind um, the goalkeeper, Smith. Mm -hmm. So I, I like what you went through. I'm going to go through a couple of um, other goals, and I'm going to go with Jaden Shaw. And so this is exactly that, creating space for yourself. Shaw comes into your screen here. Watch one move, then the cross doesn't come. So she reruns, brings her defender back, and creates space where she eventually wants to go to the near post. This is, again, a really another young player mm -hmm. who, to create a goal in that situation, had to use not only really good movement off the ball, but she knew the space she wanted to score in. Mm -hmm. So she had to drag the defender out to then utilize that space. Yeah, I love it too, because something you hear, um, whatever position you are, when you end up in the box, it's always to keep moving, always keep buzzing, because being a defender, as you know, trying to mark somebody is a nightmare yeah. when they don't hold still, when they're not just static in one position. So for her being so young and for her to have the wherewithal and the awareness to move around and try to lose her defender, even though it's just a couple of yards. She's just on her toes, kind of shimmying around, and she she's ultimately gets the finish. Yeah. That, that double move does not make you think she is a teenager. No. no. <laughs> it makes you think she is a seasoned vet in this league, and I know we're all excited to see Jaden Shaw do that, not only in Andubisel, but with the U.S. Women's National Team here coming up pretty soon. All right, my next goal is a little bit more on that individual brilliance side, but also where the space is. To be able to create, and it's going to, we're going to go 
of the Washington spirit and Ashley Sanchez, because look at the pocket of space Sanchez picks the ball in. This is exactly perfect for a 10. It's actually a pretty good back line from Houston here. But now when Sar gets the ball, it's not a great touch. But Sanchez keeps herself moving into the space she eventually wants to be in. And then the decision making at the end. One of the things to score a goal, especially in this league, you have to be decisive in that moment, but also really level. Like you can't you be, be calm. It, you have to be calm. And you mm-hmm. could see in that she knew where she wanted to go to the near post because that's actually the goalkeeper is thinking that time you're going to hit it across the face of goal mm-hmm. and they're just going to try to not give up a rebound. But nope, she goes to the near post. I just love the back heel too from Sar. Yeah. It was a cheeky play. And also something to be noted about Ashley Sanchez with her finish, she finished where the opponent was giving her. She didn't try to make for something. Mm-hmm. The, the near post, although it was really slim, like she had to be very yeah. technical and smooth to finish that, mm-hmm. she did it. She just yeah. did what they were giving her, and she had the finish, especially yeah. with her left foot. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So that individual brilliance. I did a little bit of crossing earlier. I think goals come from crosses as well. Very often that Jaden Shaw shows that. But also goals can come from team buildup, just using and utilizing the space. And this Chicago goal was a thing of beauty. Look at the one touch passing one, two, three now players involved. Here's two touches from St. George. She fakes, finds a player at the far end. Now, I think everybody just takes two touches. There's seven, six, seven players involved. And Nagasato just weaves her run, keeps Mm -hmm. herself alive, thinking maybe she's going to get at the top of the box, lets it roll. That is one of the easiest finishes you can do, but they had Washington so stretched out with their ability to pass. We see North Carolina do this a lot, but I love that it can also be a very big team goal. Like Mm -hmm. everybody can be involved in a very simple way, but it can be effective. Yeah, beautiful. And even when uh, Carrie Ricardo cut the ball back and played two touch, I was like, oh, like Casey Kruger have it. But they ended up scoring anyway. So I was like, oh, okay, goal's a goal. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Good it's team funny. play. I was calling that game and I thought the same <laughs> really? thing. So I, I, I love that. It's so fun to be able to look over the whole season. We, we, we really could have picked a number Many. of goals. Mm-hmm. But what a fun challenge. I liked this. I like this too. Good job, Courtney. Okay, well, we've got a lot of games that we might have on the ability to break down coming up. So this weekend, big NWSL games. It's a full slate. We're going to talk all about it when we get back on Attacking Third coming up next. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. 
only four match days remaining in the NWSL as we take a look at the weekend slate. Racing Louisville against Houston Dash. We've got a Cascadia rivalry. Portland Thorns against OL Reign. Top of the table, San Diego Wave will take on Kansas City Current at Snapdragon Stadium. And then the North Carolina Courage with Orlando Pride. A full slate of games. You can watch these on Galazzo Network, CBS Sports Network, across Paramount+. Plus. Jordan... It's crunch time. The playoff push is on for all of these teams. Not a single team has clinched. Not a single team has eliminated. This has <laughs> virtually never happened in the NWSL. Which game stands out to you this weekend as your match to watch? Remember last year, it was really tough just by the playoff line. Yeah. But now the playoff line, just like anybody could be in. Nobody has clinched the shield. We don't know what's Chaos. happening. Yeah. <laughs> I am excited for Cascadia. I think it's easy to go there and talk about OL Reign and this um, Portland Thorns team because it's it's been tight between these two teams. 31 NWSL matches between them, 15 wins for Reign, 12 wins for the Thorns, 10 draws. That actually includes their Challenge Cup games against each other too. I, I think what's interesting is Christine Sinclair has really had the number for against OL Reign. She scored 11 of her 31 goals against OL Reign in NWSL. So she, she likes to score against the Reign. The Reign weren't happy that Portland came up and beat them earlier this year at home. So now how are OL Reign going to react? Um, I was on Box to Box earlier and Michelle Gingras said this could be Megan Rapinoe's last Cascadia rivalry, which I wow. think adds a little bit more yeah. of a dagger in it. Yeah. Um, but this game always is a good sell. Easy sell. Watch this game. It's going to be a fun one. It is an easy sell. Everyone wants to watch this. I think the Megan Rapino plug is a good one for sure. Um, let's look at the middle of the table, Darian, because Gotham sits number five against Washington Spirit number six. If Gotham wins, they pick up three points and they jump to the top of the standings. <laughs> if they lose, they are out of the playoff They're picture, out. at least for this week. <laughs> Could there be more stakes on the line here for either of these teams? Oh, I love NWSL. It's so chaotic. <laughs> it's so on brand. Um, no, I, I think this is going to be a really good game. There's a lot on the line. It's going to set both teams up either for a more positive playoff push or a more desperate playoff push. Um, both two of the top teams in the league, and I think Gotham with the new additions with Katie Stangle and Esther Gonzalez, I hope we see both of them on the pitch for this game. Um, it's going to be a big attacking force, you think, like Midge Purse, Esther Gonzalez, Katie Stangle, Lynn Williams. That is scary to go Ooh. up against. And I know the Spirit are stacked as well. They haven't had the best ride, especially as of late. They've had a really time, I think, being cohesive as a team. And so my money's on Gotham, not just because I work for them. But <laughs> I, I really do think, like, looking, if I were to go on the pitch and look at that lineup that Gotham can have and how strong they are, that's a really intimidating attacking side to go up against. It's maybe a very open game because you talked about the attackers for Gotham, mm -hmm. but I'm looking at Washington Spirit. They've recently switched to a 4-3-3 mm -hmm. because they added in the, the French player Saar. So you have Saar on the left, you have Rodman on the right, you have Ashley Hatch up top, and Sanchez underneath. They look way more comfortable in the 4-3-3. Chicago gets a win the last time they play, but I thought there was a lot of really good things from the Spirit. And I don't know if Gotham's back line can handle that type of speed and get-after-you mentality that the Washington Spirit have. So this could be an interesting game. I think there will be almost definitely be goals. In yes, game. <laughs> let's uh, hope. The attacking talent on both sides of the pitch, 
this game is going to be relatively open. Both these teams love to play. They love to attack. Uh, speaking of Esther, we, she had a presentation yesterday in mm -hmm. the city. It was really, really cool to see that, to see that re the reception for her. I think she's, she's a, her story is so cool. I mean, she is so hungry as a player, and mm -hmm. I think she's so hungry to score goals. Even in her first appearance, she hit the post. She's such a poacher. Mm -hmm. And it, I've seen her play a few times, but I hadn't seen her, watched her like extensively. I didn't realize her feet were that good. So I cannot wait to see her play. Um, if we're talking about games to watch, we got to talk. We talked to Loyal Albanta, mm -hmm. uh, San Diego Wave, Casey Kerr. And when you look at the table, it's like top versus the bottom. That can't be that interesting. But none of the standings matter in this game. <laughs> so, so everything is in the air. This game is going to be a really, really good one. A very direct style for San Diego against Casey. They really try to play. So. I'm interested to see that one as well. But Casey isn't afraid to go direct they as do. well. They they, really, really, really. I think both teams have both in their arsenal. They can play a little bit, but they can go direct. It's going to be interesting. It's in San Diego. That means it's NWSL after dark. Oh, yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Casey versus San Diego. That's a 10 p.m. Eastern kickoff at Snapdragon Stadium. Lola Bonta talking about how it's going to be packed there. Half the, the stadium will be her family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's another one in the NWSL that a team we have to talk about. Angel City has been on an incredible run. They stack up against Chicago Red Stars this weekend. Chicago, bottom of the table. They're sitting number 11, second from the bottom. Meanwhile, Angel City under uh, interim head coach Becky Tweed have gone 10 undefeated since she has taken over. Can they continue this run throughout the playoffs? Yeah, I think they can. I think they can. I think it'll be good to play at Chicago because this team plays Becky Tweed actually calls it a 4-2-4 or a, it's really a 4-4-2 but they press so high that they have mm -hmm. four up top and it stays four up top a, a lot of the time and Chicago has been unfortunately notorious this season for trying to play out of the back and giving the ball away in yeah. bad positions so it kind of just plays brilliantly into how Angel City want to play will Chicago adapt after a win where they looked actually much better playing out of the back um, against the spirit I don't know they're pretty they want they that's what they want they want to be a team who builds from line to line. We just looked at a brilliant goal that they scored in that game involving so many players. But this feels like it sets up for Angel City. They just get a, a win on the road. They go on the road again to Chicago. They're going to high press very often, and it might mean goals, goals, goals in Chicago. We hope it's goals, goals, goals. You know I love a high-scoring game. <laughs> yeah. uh, the last time Angel City actually played Chicago, they lost. Yeah. So I think going into this match, and it's at Chicago, it's a huge field. It's actually really difficult to play there. I think Chicago can pull through because you have that confidence from the last game. They've had a really tough season. I, I kind of feel bad for them. It's been a really tough mm -hmm. year. But I hope that going into this game, they have like that – mentality of we've done this we can do this we're at home we have the crowd behind us and I hope that they play around that press so if they have four coming up that's a lot of space to beat in behind yeah. and they have Bianca St. George who's been a great player for them um, who's in really good form it'll be a good match I'm glad you mentioned the field size because it is massive it's massive and it's so hard to play on <laughs> yes and it might be a difficult thing for that high yeah. press yeah. to sustain for minutes uh, it's 90 minutes is a really long game. It is uh, long. It's a really long time for them <laughs> to continue to play. There are three points on the line in the NWSL this weekend. Every single team needs them, and not a single team is safe from the competition. Stick around. We're going across the pond to talk about women's Super League transfers and the biggest ones over the summer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Attacking Third. It has been a busy summer in the Women's Super League. Here's just a glance at some of the notable transfers uh, across the league. You take a look, there's four for Arsenal that we have listed here. There are plenty more. Three transfers for Chelsea. Aaron, you're a Gunners fan. I mean, of these Arsenal players, Alessia Russo, Amanda Ilstad, Kyra Cooney-Cross, who stands out to you? Who are you excited to have? Uh, uh- I think we did really, really good business in the window, too, that I have to point out. Alessia Russo, and I will let Jordan talk a little bit more about one of her favorite players, Kira <laughs> Cooney Cross, but especially Alessia Russo for two reasons. Number one, she's a baller. Number I know what you're going to say. Number two? Number two is it made a lot of Manchester United fans uh, I am friends with very, very you're gonna say She went to UNC. Well, that's number, number three. three. <laughs> she, she touched UNC. <laughs> like, she, like, touched grass at UNC for, like, a day and then bounced. But we, we will, we'll count it. Okay. But really, so many, especially through the World Cup, like, all, like, all my United supporting friends were like, really? Seriously? Like, we just let her go? And I'm like, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the Arsenal. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, I will let you talk about Cooney Cross because she is a fantastic addition to that midfield. Such a like, technical player. Such a great passer. Mm-hmm. You can take it from here. But, but Russo, <laughs> I think, too, one of the things that probably makes you very excited is she's kind of hitting her stride. Her World Cup was not the best, but right. she found her best games towards the end, which is exactly what you want to do. Well, like, yeah. it's, 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 it's a tough you know it's hard, always hard to yeah. come back from injury, but I think her, her confidence is coming back, uh, and we know the quality she has, such an incredible technical player, the space she finds in between the lines and in behind. I think she'll score a lot of goals for mm-hmm. Arsenal, and I'm, I'm very excited to be there for And that. I think Cooney Cross is going to give her the ball a lot. Yes. <laughs> Cooney Cross was one of the most consistent midfielders at the 2023 Women's World Cup. She was on the field all but six minutes. She had got the ball. She distributed well. She did a really good job of running the midfield. And this was going to be the player that every I think everybody was looking at her. How do we get Cooney Cross to our team? Well, Arsenal were the the, the winners of this. And um, it's a crowded midfield, though. They have Leah Valti. They have Frida Manam. And those two players play in very similar ways as Cooney Cross does. So can she find her way into the lineup? I think that is going to be number one, the, the most difficult part. But once she gets there, it's going to be hard to take her off. Because if we see what we saw at the World Cup and what she did for Australia, this is a consistent player who adds – toughness to your midfield, but also good distribution. Uh, Another, I like it too. Arsenal is definitely a contender, right? I mean, they have been for years, but the way that they made all these moves in this offseason is a a way for them to really say, hey, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, and and, and no added competition. There's no Champions League. So a little bit of a rest, a little bit of time off for for some of these players that are playing so many games and ability to focus on the league, which is hopefully we'll raise that WSL trophy. Uh, A a big competition for Arsenal is Chelsea. They made a number of transfers out. United States International, Katarina Macario. She is now at Chelsea, Mia Fischel as well. Darian, how does Mia Fischel fit into this Chelsea lineup? Uh, You know what? I think it's going to be really good for her game because it's a tough lineup to get into. Really tough. We've seen so many players there that have really had to work to get 
mere minutes, and then to get a starting position, you have yeah. to be very consistent. So Mia Fischel has all of those qualities, whether she's a nine, a 10, or a winger. I personally love her as a nine, maybe a false nine, because she likes to pop into that pocket. She can distribute the ball really well. So I think playing amongst the likes of Sam Kerr and her and Katarina Macario, who played against each other, Stanford, UCLA, um, being able to work to, together on the same team and hopefully for the U.S. Women's National Team is a really good, I think, duo to build upon for Emma Hayes, who has proven to be a coach that can develop these young players. Um, and I, I think they're going to be good competition for Arsenal. My money's going on Chelsea. Ooh. And I have to give a special shout-out to Ashley Lawrence. I love that she's a part of the squad. I think her ability to get forward is going to be great for Chelsea, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with coming into the season. I like that you mentioned that last because now I think, how is Chelsea going to play? I yeah. think you have to play in a 3-5-2 with yes. wingbacks yeah. because Ashley Lawrence fits that to a T. You can then play Fischl and Kerr up top, different mm -hmm. forwards, some similar characteristics, but if Fischl can be a little bit more of the false nine, Kerr can be that threat as she always in, is in behind. No, thank you. I would not want to play against that front line or that, that formation with a really good Chelsea squad. Mm -hmm. It's really early days in the Super League, but with all of these transfers, who's your early pick to win? I mean, uh, come on, you have I, to go with Why the, are we starting why are, why are you starting with me, <laughs> Arsenal? Let's go. <laughs> um, I'd like to defer to after I see them all play for one weekend, and then I will give you uh, my... Come on, I'm like Jordan. No, Jordan. Pick one. These are, are way fun. too it's early for this Pick one. It's Put Friday. it on wax. You didn't <laughs> let us like wear a jersey. Pressure. Have some fun. <laughs> no, I actually got the text from Lisa. I'm going to blame Lisa um, for this one. <laughs> I'm going to go... I think, like one, two, I think it's going to be Chelsea one, two, three. I think it's going to be hard to deny Chelsea. I mean, they have yeah. Sam. Kerr. Sam, it's hard to go against Sam Kerr, and she's coming off a disappointing World Cup. Cup. I'm hungry. I, yeah, she's hungry, and I, I wouldn't want that. Lauren James, Sam Kerr, Mia Fischel, Karen oh, Macario, geez. Ashley Lawrence. Oh gosh, many more. Duh, Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> I, hello. For all the reasons, yeah. I, I think Emma Hayes as well is. Uh, yeah, Chelsea. I'm going with Chelsea. They're going to mass Aaron. personal attack. Is this because I'm leaving? <laughs> you made me do it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's just because we, we want to be back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, thank you everyone so much for watching. For Darian, Jordan, Aaron, and myself, have a great weekend. And we'll see you back here for Attacking Third on Monday. Normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.